Hi guys, we're on the Macros Bodybuilding and Powerlifting Podcast. I'm here with my man, Mark Newcomb, again. Say hi, Mark. Hey guys, how are we doing? So today on the podcast, we're kind of scratching our head thinking, what, what can we talk about that's kind of interesting and relevant at the moment? And although in the last few weeks, actually even months, neat non-exercise activity thermogenesis come up, and all of these Fitbits and everything have been very popular recently. Well, Pokemon Go has literally just gone and uh, is kind of gone crazy. Uh, I downloaded it yesterday as it became available in the UK. I love Pokemon. And uh, I think Mark also has it now. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So Pokemon Go, for those that don't know what it is, is essentially on your phone. It's an app. That you can it's playing a game you basically walk around trying to find pokemon you literally like on the game you used to just move ash or whoever you had probably ash walking around and now you're actually that character you're walking around you're trying to find pokemon in your back garden i caught charmander yesterday in my back garden because you have to catch charmander yeah. some people like squirtle he's all right but you're not a bulbasaur man are you mark no man pikachu for me pikachu <laughs> Uh, uh, so that's everyone's favorite the fat the fat yellow mouse <laughs> yeah. so yeah in in a in sense i haven't played it enough to know the insides and outs of it but i think you get experience from walking around you get points from kind of looking at sites around near you um, which is really quite cool um, but essentially it, it's getting people moving getting people active it's kind of gamification of sport and exercise which i think is a great thing because it's getting people more active it's kind of like the we fit or something where people would play sport indoors it's kind of like people like to shame it and laugh at it but if it's getting people moving more without really thinking about it and they're just enjoying it i think it's a great thing <laughs> um what, what are your thoughts on it mark i um much the same as yourself actually um you know if if, if it's encouraging kids or even people our age um as you said you've downloaded it i've downloaded it if people are getting outside and moving around running around playing the game um it's making them more active it's making them more healthy then i yeah i can only see it as a as a positive thing um i think we've also just came through or we're going through a generation of kind of indoor um people or kids at the moment and you know out with kind of going to school kids aren't really uh, playing sports or interacting with sports or going outside like they used to it's all indoor stuff on computer games and yeah if this is another way that they can get back outdoors and kind of have some fun keep fit and healthy then yeah I think it's great mm -hmm. yeah and I think it's probably useful to explain for the listeners who don't know what non-exercise activity thermogenesis is and it's essentially anything outside of like actual sport or you're going out for a run you're going to the gym this is general activity like going for a walk playing a game um because pokemon go isn't going and playing football with your mates it's literally like going and just adventuring outside being outdoors in the fresh air and I think that's really important because I think average physical activity is around 30% of your complete metabolic rate, how many calories you burn in a day. 
So the fact that you can only you control that portion, you can't control really your BMR very much. Yeah. Um, you can't really control the amount you burn through your diet because TEF, thermic effect of food, is always going to be pretty small. So then the thing you've got most control over is physical activity. And we can only do so much in the gym and playing sports, and they're very kind of tough and kind of higher intensity, yeah. whereas if we can just be more active generally through the day, I think it's a great thing. Um, Mark, what are your thoughts when you play in this as like a way to actually increase their knee and they're not actually playing it for a game? What, do you think people are thinking like that? What do you reckon? Well, I mean, the, the, I don't think that actually people are probably not considering neat at all when they're playing the game. Um, but if it's going to increase neat, um, kind of um, inadvertently by playing the game, um, then yeah, I, I I think one of the things that you know, because like you said, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, it's it's such a massive part of our overall daily expenditure, and you know, just just having if we can control that and add to that i think most people now or most people that we kind of work with are are pretty sedentary anyway um probably go to work sit about a lot at a desk come home probably sit a lot at home and i think people uh really underestimate the kind of impact of neat um in their, in their overall health and diet and fitness um mm -hmm. so yeah like i said anything that's going to increase that um, whether they're thinking about it as a deliberate action or not, um, then it's, it's a positive thing. And like I said, um, NEAT is, I know you said around 30% of your kind of total daily energy, energy expenditure. It's a massive percentage. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and you know, it, it's, it, it's one of the things where <clears throat> um, it's, it's the kind of, you know, everyone knows the the guy who, or the people who never seem to put on any body fat, and they're always kind of lean, um, or, or never gain weight, but they're always seen. You know, they're always eating kind of a lot, and these people get. Uh, you know, some people are quite jealous of them. I'm quite jealous of them, but the reason is these guys have just got they just burn a lot of calories through their meat. So through that non-exercise mm -hmm. genesis, they're always doing something. These people are, you know, they're buzzing around at work. They're coming home. They're going out and they're cutting the grass. They're they're always fidgeting. They're doing all these things. And yeah, it's just a massive part of your overall expenditure. So yeah, anything that gets that up, and people are getting active, it's great. Yeah, I mean, I like you touched on different people's meat can vary by huge amounts. I know yeah, when I went to the personal trainer collective conference and James Krieger did a presentation on it and there was a graph that he showed and I, I forget the exact like difference, but it was like, I think it was thousands of calories difference in meat between people. Um, and that can come down largely to your lifestyle. So if you got an active job, yeah. do you walk to work? Would you get the car to work? Like you said, a lot of people are in kind of public transportation to work. They're getting it back. They're then sitting down to dinner. So then they're neat. Their kind of subconscious activity that they're doing is nothing. So 
people get really disheartened because they're like, oh, but I'm going to the gym, spending an hour at the gym, I'm watching my diet. They have so much extra energy they could be expending. Even like, I, I think James Krieger had the figures of, between the difference of like sitting and standing. The difference between sitting and standing wasn't huge, but the difference between sitting and standing and fidgeting was massive. So you burn so much more if you're actually just moving around. Like you yeah. see these people, like you said, who always look like they never put on weight. And I bet you, if you watch them at work, there you'll have that person who's always skinny in the office, and they'll be like tapping their leg, they'll be like shifting around their chair, they'll be getting up, going to the loo. Uh, whereas, and and I bet their posture is actually better. Like they actually sit. And use muscles whereas yeah some people are just slouching down on the t- on, on pokemon talk a bit like a, a slow poke or a snorlax or something <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it's it's absolutely right and just going back to the the james krieger point i think i i, I couldn't i couldn't say the exact numbers but um even taking even taking into consideration lifestyle factors so you know, you get people who are just more active because they're doing more things, um, like housework, cutting the grass, um, walking, whatever. But one of the studies that I can remember, and it's from a James Krieger um, podcast or webinar, it was two people put in literally the same room. So, you know, the... Mm-hmm. the it Metabolic wards or? Yes, yeah. Um, literally access to the same stuff. There's like one chair, uh, one bed, one toilet. So they had literally the same access to everything. And I think the difference in meat or calories burned from one part, it was, it was eight, nine hundred, it was like a thousand calories, um, which is a huge amount. Yes. That's- it, just, it just goes to show you how much how dramatic and um, non-exercise activity thermogenesis can be between two people. Um, and I have to say that was one thing, if, if there's one thing I've paid particular attention to this year, um, even with myself and my own clients is neat. Um, probably more so than I've, mm-hmm. I've probably ever done um, just based around James Krieger's work and, and following the work that he's doing at the moment or presenting at the moment Mm -hmm. yeah i can completely yeah i know exactly the presentation you're talking about i think you probably saw the webinar version of the presentation i saw and they're in like the same room tiny rooms and it's ridiculous and it just goes to show how much like genetics actually plays a big role in your non-exercise activity thermogenesis it just does some people I think James called it neato types. So people who are, they're just moving all the time. They've just burn all these calories, which is awesome yeah. for them. Um, but then there's people who are just like sluggish. They just don't want to burn anything. And yeah, I guess that would be like your, your slow poke or Snorlax if you're a Pokemon. And then you're one moving all around. So Pikachu's pretty active. Um, just to put it into people's minds and perspectives of like how, how much a big impact that can have. But yeah. that's why the game is so important because it's, making people actually move who maybe wouldn't normally so they're getting than maybe playing on another app like tetris or something on their phone that's just yeah. tapping their finger whereas if they can move their entire body get outside and hopefully be with like friends as well it can just it can make 
burning energy and being active, which are what humans are meant to do. We're not meant to be sedentary, like from when we were first, like cavemen and stuff. Yeah. We were moving around all the time. So I think it's, it's, it's a really positive thing. And I think Pokemon got onto a really great, great thing. Because I think Fitbits have tried and they tried to kind of gamify it. But I think it almost was too much like exercise. So you'd have your step count on your Fitbit and you'd have like how many calories you supposedly burned and how many stairs you'd gone up. And they kind of, it would beep at you if you hadn't moved enough. Whereas think you have to do something and you just do it for pleasure. I think that reward is a lot more rewarding yes. than anything else. Completely agree. Um, like I said, it's almost, uh, it's exercise without it feeling like exercise. Um, especially for for kind of younger kids and things. I, I, yeah, I think it's brilliant. I think, I don't think it'll be the last thing like this either. I think there'll, there'll be a lot more of these apps coming out with a similar theme. And yeah, people, people will laugh and criticize it, but I really can't see any argument against it. I think if it's, like you said, if people are outside um, socializing and getting healthier. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a massively positive thing. Um, you know, everyone's got phone, everyone's got an iPhone or Android type of phone. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I certainly don't think it, the po it won't stop at the Pokemon either. I think there will be more and I think it's only a good thing. What it really reminds me of, in fact, was, I don't know if you have ever had it, um, they're like Digimon, where they used to fight each other. So it was a gotchi type thing. And I used to have one where it was basically a pedometer. Yeah. So you'd put it on and I'd have to walk to kind of get it to eventually get into a battle or something. Um, I don't think they're all that popular. I think I might have even purchased it in America, but it was literally a pedometer and every like a thousand steps, that's when like a battle would arise and I'd be able to use it and play with it. And I used to shake it to try and get the steps up instead of actually walking. But <laughs> it, it, it was kind of, it was amazing. I used to literally, I remember actually having it at university, which is how sad I was and how much of a nerd I am, and would put it on my shorts when I went out for a 10 kilometer run and be like, yeah, I've got so much experience because I did all those steps through running. And it just goes to show, because I would have done the run anyway, but just having that incentive that it was a game and like I was going to get this reward from it, it made me do it so much more. And like that, I think, is huge. I think that yeah. is something that needs to be more positively kind of put out there. And hopefully, this yeah, it's just the start for things right now. When you talked about yourself taking more attention, attention to your own need and your, I think you probably we're going to talk about how you use it with your clients. Do you have any approaches that you specifically do with that? Do you kind of monitor steps or get them to kind of, do you have any activities like after dinner, go for a walk around the block? Uh, how do you kind of strategize that? Um, so even things like, you know, if they've, if they've got a dog, um, they could try and take the dog out an extra time a day. Or, I mean, as much as, these Fitbits can be inaccurate in pretty much all their readouts. Um, I think what I've found works quite well with people, especially sedentary people looking to increase um, their need or, or even just going for a walk. Um, 
like you said about the the little vibration you get after like ten thousand steps, or after their targeted step count. Um, I've found just just by getting some feedback that when people achieve that step count and they get their little vibration on their wrist or whatever, they, you know they feel quite quite proud of themselves because it's a, it's an achievement for them. They've never they've probably never done that amount of steps before, and if they get five buzzes in a row, so Monday to Friday, and they've done it five times in a row, um, although it's not 100%, and I think one of the things would, I would explain is that they're not 100%, and the step count can be affected by even just the way I'm moving now could register as a step. Mm-hmm. Exercising could register as a step. There's lots of things that could register as a step. Probably wouldn't look at the, the heart rate and... Uh, things in, in too much detail again because it's very it could be very inaccurate but as a kind of ballpark figure um i've i've found that the fitbits do generally work well with people who struggle to the you know to get out and walk or be active um i know myself um so i i recently i only recently purchased one probably well probably going back a few months now and I actually got a surprise at how inactive I was. Um, I, I, I got a big surprise. I just thought, you know, being a personal trainer, I was, I'm walking about the gym all day. Um, but the thing about that is I'm also coming home from work pretty tired. So I'm mm-hmm. sitting around a lot in the evenings. Um, and, yeah, I think when I first put the Fitbit on, I don't think I was getting four or 5,000 steps. Oh, in a day, and yeah, it was it was crazy low, um, and I, I also it could have been around the time I was I was also in a like a, a dieting phase as well, which which I don't know, my neat would have been down anyway. I was looking for an excuse to kind of sit down, just yeah. subconsciously looking back. So it probably wasn't a a, a a true reflection of my actual activity at the time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I definitely find now, I, I make a point every day about spaces in my diary that I go for a walk, um, just get the steps in. And I've started to do these things with my clients now, even at their dinner time, they can go for a walk or after work, mm-hmm. before work, whenever they kind of prefer. And whenever they can fit it in, it's not going to kind of impact their lives too much. And yeah, they, they enjoy it. It's 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 just a really good, I, I really like it. I, a lot of my, it's kind of my downtime as well. Um, yeah. And they seem to enjoy it too. I think you touched on some great, great points there, especially kind of the fact that it's rewarding, but also the fact that I think like we measure kind of girth measurements, we have the weight scale, we have calories, we have macros, we have how you how your energy levels, how is your performance in the gym, how are you sleeping, how is your accuracy, kind of step counts is just another amazing tool to keep in your toolbox. And because steps are such a good reflection of what your kind of neat is, it can really allow you to monitor that. And you, even if you're just monitoring it, for some people, I don't even get them to kind of hit a target. I just, I monitor it, I see how they're doing. And then if fat loss stalls and they're like, I don't want to cut my calories lower, I don't want to kind of do any more cardio, I'm just like, get your step count up, increase, like double your steps. If they're hitting 5,000, hit 10,000 on average for the week. Yeah. And it, it, it's a great way to just get in some more 
burning more energy. And like you said, when you're dieting, oh, when I remember when I dieted for my contest prep, I do like my car, I do my gym session, I do my cardio, and then I'd sit down. I'd just be like, nah, I'm not moving anymore. I'm too tired. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. And there's actually been studies where people will do all this exercise and they compensate for it. Yeah. Um, they either compensate by overeating or they compensate by just being an absolute lazy slob, yeah. which is easy to fall into, especially when your body's trying to drive down all your energy expenditure when it doesn't want to lose weight, especially yeah. in bodybuilding prep or something like that where people are getting to really lean levels. And of course, you can implement refeeds and diet breaks, but by just monitoring how many steps you're doing, you can almost be like aware that you're subconscious, like you're subconsciously decreasing your activity and you can always make yourself conscious of it again. Uh, so yeah, things I have done with myself is I was like you, if I didn't go for a morning walk in the day, my step count would be like 4,000. Um, whereas now I hit around 8,000 steps and I try and get it up to like 10 to 20,000 on the weekend just to try and be outside and active. And I feel much better for it. I actually enjoy listening to podcasts and walking. It's much more enjoyable. I Snapchat while I'm on my walks like you do well. And you can make kind of it a productive time as well as yeah. kind of put, making your energy expenditure productive, which is what the game's doing, which is fantastic. And I think it's, it's a really, really good – the missing link between kind of diet and exercise becomes non-energy activity thermogenesis. And then if you can make it – put it into someone's life where it becomes part of their lifestyle. So maybe it's a game or rather than Snapchatting at home, I Snapchat on the walk or maybe rather than kind of um, getting the tube to work, you walk to work or get, get the uh, cycle to work or part of the journey. Just so as soon as you make it part of your habits and your lifestyle, I think that's where it's a game changer. And I think the problem with Pokemon Go maybe, for example, and Fitbits is that they might just die off and they're like exciting for a period of time and people will wait for something new to come along. But hopefully with this day and age, new things are coming out all the time. So Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um but hopefully not and and hopefully it is something because you know it, I think it just it just saves people from making panic decisions as well. If you if you've got kind of no idea what your meat is or, or your step count, for example, and you plateau and you've, you've not lost weight for a while, a few weeks, two or three weeks, and you feel like you've really given it a lot in the gym. Like you said, they're training hard in the gym and they're getting their cardio in maybe, but what are they doing outside that times? Um, and then they'll make, maybe they'll make panic decisions by either like going super crazy with the cardio or adding another resistance session in when they're already beat up, dropping calories, um, yeah, so like you said, it's just another tool that you've got in the kit for monitoring and adjusting kind of where necessary. So as much information, you know, if you're serious about body composition or gaining fat or building muscle, then having an extra tool, having as much data available as possible, I think is really handy. Um, in step counts, mm -hmm. I, th I think is definitely one of them. Yeah, I mean, I I can't think of any negative aspects apart from the fact, actually, I have got some negatives of maybe step counts and Fitbits, not necessarily a Pokemon Go because I don't think it's related to that. But I do think 
And I've had actually a client who's come to me and said they think they're obsessed with their Fitbit. Um, it's affecting how their day goes. They don't hit their step count by a certain time in the day. They feel demoralized. They feel like they haven't done enough. Or maybe um, there was also the fact because it monitors your heart rate and they're in the gym and they said, if my heart rate didn't go up to a certain amount during my session, I felt like I hadn't worked hard enough. Yeah. And they almost had forgotten how they felt. They didn't really think of how intense they felt they'd been pushing or they lost sight of how their gym performance was and how they're looking in the mirror. And they're almost so focused on this one like tool telling them how their day had gone rather than actually like experiencing the day. Like they were on, I think they were cycling. He was cycling with his family and they're on their bikes. And he was like, when he was on his bike with his wife on his side and children around him, looking at his heart rate and thinking, oh, I need to get that up rather than kind of enjoying the experience with his like loved ones, which yeah. I think where these fitbits and these tools can almost go too far where people get, so I think a certain type of person, maybe someone like myself, because I think I probably am this type of person, is a bit too attached to it and obsessive with it. And it's just like the scale, the weighing, weight scale, just like your food scale, just like tracking macros. You don't want to get too caught up in it all because I think then it can become damaging. Uh, and even another example is I have had women come to me, it's normally women, who've been dieting for a very, very long time. And so I advise them to increase their a bit more respect and feed it because you need to fuel your body. And they don't subconsciously just increase their step count. They consciously increase their step count. Yeah. I've seen it triple. And I'm like, your knee can't increase that much from a slight overfeeding. To, and they've said they've consciously tried to increase their step count to kind of compensate. And it, it gets into that exercise compensation again. Um, have you had any experience with that, Mark? Got any thoughts on kind of the negatives of this sort of thing? I, I haven't personally dealt with a client who's had that level of attachment with their Fitbit. I have had that with the scale, um, mm -hmm. and I think it's important to to then suggest, like for example, if somebody's getting super bogged down with what the scales are saying, and it's starting to become, you know, if if, if they're not seeing weight loss daily, and it's starting to get to the point where they're still going to work, and by the time they get to work, they're still thinking about what the scale said, or they're hopping on the scales two or three times in a row to try and get to see a certain number. And mm -hmm. um, I think although the scale is a handy tool, um, then as a coach, I'd, I'd probably be saying, okay, let's take a batteries off the scale for a while, put it away, and let's maybe focus on something else, um, girth mm -hmm. movements or, you know, just the way they look in the mirror. Um, but for some people, in that, that kind of people that you talk about, the people who get, an emotional attachment with with this tools that we're talking about um sometimes i found with scale weight i know this is getting away from the neat topic but with a scale weight it almost doesn't matter what the measurements are saying or what how they look in the mirror or if their clothes are getting looser or if, or if you're gaining muscle your your clothes are getting tighter it almost doesn't matter what what they get the mm -hmm. attachment with is what the scale says, um, and I find that I find that quite fascinating, um, and it's something that we've got to be careful with as coaches not to get 
we, we're trying to help people. Um, we want to enhance their lives, and we don't want them to be going to work or stressing about what their what their body weight is. Yeah. So yeah, we've got to kind of be careful in that area. With regards to the Fitbit, I'd probably recommend the same thing. If it was getting to a point where they were not enjoying social activities for what they should be, um, without looking at their heart rate monitors or or whatever, I'd probably suggest like let's try and have a, a spell where we don't you know use these um, Fitbits or heart rate monitors. Um, and let's go by. Let's try to get mm -hmm. back into it. Um, how do you feel in your session? How, what's your body telling you in your session? If you feel like you're, if you genuinely feel like you're working hard enough, then you probably are. And um, yeah, regardless of what your what number says on your wrist, kind of thing. Um, yeah, and I think it's just about dealing yeah, with the person. That's exactly what we did. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what we did. We removed, well, I, I just said to him, he likes watches, go and buy a nice watch, replace that one, and only wear it kind of, use it now and then as a tool. Just like all of them, you have to, you can't place too much emphasis on one thing. Just like you said, as a coach, you have to, a lot of the time, because we're online, well, a lot of our coaching is done online, and so we can't kind of, be with them taking them through things and so we use a lot of tools to try and track things so we do use all of these things for us so you may even start imposing a dependence on a weighing scale that you hadn't meant to and they hadn't had before so you have to almost explain to them and make sure they know that your weight can fluctuate don't put too much emphasis on that and I think almost that's where coaching can come into its own with good coaches they can explain this to their client they can almost handhold them through a period of time and they can start trusting the process. Yes. I think a lot of people might even try and do it themselves. They weigh themselves and then they get disheartened. They might not even be doing it quite right. They might be weighing in at evening and in the morning or infrequently yeah. and then getting really, and hating the scale and thinking, oh, I should throw it away. Whereas it's just like any tool. It's like, if you track your macros correctly, it's great. But if you fall into a trap and you make mistakes, or if you try and do it in a, a weird and wacky way, and you don't know the fundamentals behind it, or the, even the scientific foundational things, then you get into a really, really tricky situation. And I think it, like you said, it's having an awareness that these are all tools. They don't tell exactly what you're doing or how you're progressing. And if you are finding they're stressing you more than helping, just remove them because yeah. Your, your best, the best thing to tell you how you're progressing is how you feel. Because at the end of the day, as soft as it sounds, we do all of this health and fitness stuff to make ourselves feel. And I think it's just another example is like when you go into the gym and I really like auto-regulating workouts. So people go towards an RPE and they go to a certain level of fatigue. So rather than kind of going in and saying, oh, I have to hit five reps with that weight. They go into the gym and see, oh, I've got that weight. I can hit as many reps as I can until I hit that point of uh, fatigue. And yeah. so they can go into the gym and never have a bad workout. Whereas someone else who's seen these figures that they have to hit, if they don't hit it, they're like, <clears throat> right, awful session. I feel like crap. So it's, if you have an understanding that you have those figures and then there's an RPE related to that, yeah. then they might be okay. But if they just know that they're meant to, they failed in horrible. <laughs> Yeah, I, the the auto regulation for me is is a is a big one for um for clients. You know, some some people come in to the gym. Um, you know, you've got that sessions where 
you feel like you can lift everything and everything's great. Great session and everything's fine, no problems at all, great. Um, whereas the next week you come in and you've maybe been up, you know, the, the client's maybe been up a little bit later with the kids or whatever it is, didn't have time to eat anything before the gym, has had crazy times at work. Um, yeah, and to be, just to give them a little bit of knowledge on what auto-regulation is and just kind of taking the session for what it is and how you feel on the day kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the last thing I want that person to be doing is leaving the gym thinking, that was a really crap session. I failed in that session. Um, so yeah, again, another tool, another really, really valuable tool in, in all this kind of process, which which is something that I, that I do try and explain to clients for sure. And I think, like you said, it's how do you feel on that day? So when it comes down to steps, if people are like, okay, I want to hit 10,000 steps by the end of the week, or I want to hit that every day, I think it probably is a good idea to say, okay, on average, I want to hit 10,000 by the end of the week, because one day you might be feeling really, really down and like tired and not in the mood, or you might have so much going on that you don't have the time to do it. So yeah. if you give yourself a weekly average step count to hit, that's so much more attainable and achievable yeah. than having to think you have to hit this number every single day. And that's the same way with macros, like you could have a weekly average you want to hit rather than trying to specifically hit it every day. The body doesn't work on a day by day. It doesn't punch time clocks. We know this, it's chronic. It's the chronic things that you do to your body that matter, yeah. not Absolutely. kind of the, the short term things. So I think just like Pokemon Go is maybe a like flash in the pan. It's like a current trend that's trendy right now. And neat might be even something that's trendy right now. I think as long as it becomes part of people's lifestyle where they mm. expect, okay, so I was walking around outside playing this game before, whereas now I'm going to listen to a podcast. As soon as it becomes part of the lifestyle, I think that's the game changer. Um, and that's part of what we do as coaches. We try and make kind of everything we do with their training and their nutrition is trying to push it and fit it around their lifestyle to mold them into the person they want to be yeah. without it being a negative. It's always positive. Agree. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I think we probably killed Pokemon Go. Um, and uh, we, we kind of covered quite a lot with Neat. And I think for me, the things I want people to take away is that Pokemon Go is amazing. Like it's really good that the gamification of increasing your energy expenditure is really important, especially for younger children and kids. Like the fact is obesity is rising and convenience food is so tasty and amazing that we need to somehow combat that. And Pokemon Go can be one way of doing that. So I wouldn't expect anyone to really hate against such an, a, a game that maybe it's not educational in, in like for the fullest, but it's definitely having a positive impact on people's lives. That yeah. neat itself is huge, 30% roughly for most people with the energy expenditure. Having some awareness of that can be a game changer, but not getting too obsessed with any of these tools. They are all just tools to be used together. Um, and at the end of the day, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, then don't do it. Um, Pokemon Go could be a way to enjoy Neat. Have you got anything you want to add to that, Mark? No, I I agree completely. Um, if, yeah, just making it enjoyable. And if, like you said, if Pokemon Go or anything else that comes along similar is doing that for people, then I think it's awesome. And yeah, I really can't see any negative argument against any of it. Um, like I said, it's a great way of increasing neat and 
making it feel like we're not really actually exercising, which is, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. Awesome. And I am only going to finish this with a bit of a lighter note. Did you collect Pokemon cards, Mark? I absolutely collected Pokemon cards. I mean, I can remember specifically um, my mum taking, and I'm not sure how Scott will feel about this when I, <laughs> when I tell the world this story, but um, we went to, there was actually a Pokemon convention um, in an exhibition centre in Aberdeen. Nice. And we got my mum to take us along. Wow. I I mean, must have been about 12 or 13, maybe just slightly younger. Um, queued for ages to get in, and it was like, it was kind of all the, all the cards that you could never get a hold of, so like all the shiny cards that were just never going around, and um, but you could buy them. So obviously... <laughs> Mum spent a fortune, got like a nice folder that we used to keep the cards in order. Oh yeah. Um yeah, we were we were super nerds with Pokemon. Um, we used to get Did you ever friends have shiny Charizard? Yeah, absolutely Matt, mate, you could buy shiny Charizards from this convention. Um <laughs> yeah, we, we actually we managed to collect them all and had them in a do you know what I really wish I knew where that book was? Because it's somewhere. Um, <laughs> In fact, um, if I find it, I'll post it online um, because it must, it must be my mum somewhere. It's a, it's a red. I'm sure it's a red folder. It's a proper Pokemon folder. Oh all yeah. The, all the slots for all the cards, um, right through the whole lot of them. Um, and we used to get people around and play games, battle games, and well, I was massive on. Yeah. You played the game. I never played the card game. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> super Pokemon nerd. Um, used to watch it on TV, watched all the films. Oh, it was awesome. Loved it, man. Loved it. So that's why when the Pokemon app came out, um, I don't know if it's just like a, something in myself. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to stay away from this because I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't have time to be running around chasing Pokemon. So I like... I don't, need a, I don't need another distraction right now. Mm -hmm. um, but I broke last night. And like I said, I downloaded it. And if I flick through today, it looks awesome. Um, <laughs> it's actually raining right now. I'm looking outside and it's raining, which I'm pretty gutted about. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a blast of this later on. That's awesome. I, I, I never played the game because... I don't know why, I was just too lazy and I think I just found the cards amazing. But I did wow. get two shiny Charizards and I didn't buy any of them. I just got them in packets. I just bought a horrendous number of packets. Um, but I remember even going as far to find like the Japanese style ones because in every Japanese style packet, you got one shiny. Yeah. And it was like, you didn't know what it said on there. You could just see the shiny image of this Pokemon that you had no idea what it was, but it was, oh. The amount of money spent on that and actually i've got all my cards and i know they're at home in the loft so if pokemon's on the up right now i think i might be in with the money because i think charizard was worth like 100 pounds or something back in the day get it on ebay in fact it's it's <laughs> funny because i'm i'm pretty sure that i've had this discussion not so recently but i can remember thinking that me and scott had to rake out that book 
um, you know, there must be some money in there somewhere uh, if, if it was going to go on eBay. But yeah, Pokemon for the win, man. I, I love that thing. It's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Right. We'll leave it there because yep. we're probably not going to end up adding more value, but we're going to probably end up talking about Pokemon for ages if you loved it as much as me. Yep. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, Mark, for coming on the show. And uh, hopefully, guys, we're going to make this a weekly thing, and we may even try and incorporate a bit more of that sort of uh, less fitness seriousness and try and end on a, a light note. But I hope everyone enjoyed that, and, yeah, thanks, Mark. Okay, no problem. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.